Hey, thanks for tuning in to this special edition of the Hope Community Podcast. It's another flashback episode. Check it out. doing today doing all right well Mick called me Friday afternoon yeah he said hey I'm getting into a project at my house I didn't plan on and uh, wondered if you might fill in for me Sunday and I said well it's funny you should call because I've been thinking about I need to I need to to uh, take a Sunday here and had some things stirring in my heart so so God's good, Amen. He He prepares us for all that in advance, and uh, then I uh, was looking at Mick's preview. Of course, he had intended to speak today, and so he did a Facebook preview, and uh, he said, "You know, we're going to be talking about learning who we are and who the Father created us to be, and how we." Um, how when we understand that, it allows us to impact our families, in our community, in our region. And I thought, well, that goes in line with what the Father was going to have me talk about today. So it's all good. <clears throat> what he's been impressing on my heart to, to share with all of you and anyone who may be joining us on Facebook today um, is he wanted me to talk a little bit about leadership. So what comes to mind, and I'm just going to write it down up here as you, uh, as you blurt out things, what, what comes to mind when you think of the word leadership? Or maybe what, who comes to mind or what positions come to mind or anybody got anything when it comes to leadership? Presidents, so presidents, politicians, what else, is that all you got, come on, I know you're just giving others a chance, right, what about uh, pastor, yeah, I was going to use the word pastor, Batman. All right. I sure did. So, pastor slash ministry leaders, right? CEOs, business leaders. All right. Anything else? Maybe teachers, right? Administrators, 
just call them admins. So anyway, that those are the things I think would typically come to mind. <coughs> so we kind of associate leadership with various positions in society, right? What are you laughing at? I did write Batman. <coughs> I told you to give me your... Yeah, it's on the board. Batman is on the board. So we kind of associate leadership with these various positions and lots of others, I'm sure. But let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself as a leader? And I suppose if you don't fall into a certain category, then you probably don't. Now, for me, I, I do because I'm actually in some, some of these positions, okay? So it's probably why it's something that God stirred in my heart to talk about because I actually have some experience in it. But I hope today I'm able to bring a little different perspective and a different viewpoint when we think about leaders or leadership. <clears throat> so I, I get a I signed up I guess for it at one point I get a weekly email called Leadership Weekly it's put out by uh, Charisma um, I get it every week I guess that's why it's called Leadership, Le Leadership Weekly right um, and most of the time it talks about the traits and the characteristics of leaders and what godly leaders should look like, what those traits and those characteristics should be. And it dawned on me one day, I'm like, well, why should these traits just, should they just apply to leaders? This should be traits and characteristics that all people have, or at least all, the, all those that call themselves followers of Christ <clears throat> and so I said if everybody should have those characteristics then that leads me to believe that everybody is a leader see I think far too many people have never considered themselves a leader because maybe they haven't been in one of these predefined positions that we consider leadership <clears throat> or maybe they would say well I'm just not qualified to, to be a leader I'm I'm not this or that I'm not like that person so they've they've discounted their ability to be a leader in fact a lot of people have probably passed up opportunities to step into leadership what we would call leadership because they don't feel like they're qualified. So what we want to look at today is the fact that you are qualified. <clears throat> Let me ask you another question. Do you see God the Father, Holy Spirit, and Jesus as leaders? I think we would all say yes to that. I mean, we say things that 
after all, I was led by what? The Spirit. I was led by the Spirit. I was led by the Spirit to talk about this today. Romans 8, 8, 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So as children of God, we are led by the Holy Spirit. So we consider God the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus as leaders. Let's go, if you guys can put up um, Genesis 1, starting in verse 26. This is the New Living Translation. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So God said, let's make human beings in our image to be like us. So we just agreed, right, that God, the Father, the Trinity, they're leaders. And if we're made in their image, guess what that makes us? All of us. <clears throat> and the other thing that happened at the moment of creation is every one of us, all of mankind, was commissioned to lead. Verse 28 says, fill the earth and govern it. If we look at the uh, message translation, you can go to that next slide. If I can get there, here we go. It says, God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. What do you, what do you think of leaders, as we've thought about them and defined them here maybe, what do they typically do? They're the ones that take charge, right? They're the ones that are the point person. They're the ones that others look to for decision making. They're the ones that others look to to, to say this is the direction we're going to go. This, these are the things we're going to do. Every one of us was given that responsibility at creation to take charge, <clears throat> to govern the earth. The word govern 
in the Greek is authenteo, A-U-T-H-E-N-T-E-O, authenteo, and it means to exercise authority over. So God said at creation, he said to mankind, I'm putting you in charge. I'm putting you in charge. So that happened at creation. And if we look at the second significant time in Scripture where we were commissioned by God to be leaders, we can go to Matthew 28. And this is going to be in the message translation. Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day, right up until the end of the age. So the second major point we were commissioned to lead was right after Jesus rose from the dead and before he ascended to heaven, he he commissioned the apostles and all of us to go out and to lead others into this way of life, this good news, to preach the good news, to set the captives free. So we've been given a significant role in the earth to be leaders, to have dominion. That doesn't mean, as we often witness leaders do, that doesn't mean we abuse our authority and we exercise that authority over others in a, in a way that's unhealthy. where we're domineering over others. But what it means is we use our God-given talents and abilities to do things well, to run things well. That's what having dominion means, is to take what's been given to you and run it well, to do things well. And so what really occurred to me And this is why I think everyone is considered a leader. Is our ability, our ability or inability to lead others is directly impacted by our ability to lead ourselves. Our ability to lead others is directly impacted by our ability to lead ourselves. For me personally, I can reflect back on my own life and my ability as a leader to be in charge of my decision-making and my actions and my words, to be a leader as a husband, as a father, as a manager in business. Twenty years ago, it looked a lot different than it does today. 
part of that is I've learned from mistakes that I made, okay? <clears throat> but a bigger part of that is allowing God to reconfigure, rewire my mindset, rewire my thinking, <clears throat> rewire how I see myself, how I see Him, and how I see others. That has made the major impact in helping me be a better leader. <clears throat> because 20 years ago, if someone did something wrong, I felt the most effective way to lead them was to yell at them and correct them. <clears throat> looking back that was not effective it was destructive I think I've shared the analogy before the term flying off the handle <clears throat> you think about a hammer being on the end of a handle as long as that metal part the steel part stays attached to the to the handle the hammer is really effective in what it should do. But if you swing that hammer and it flies off the handle, it's going to do some damage, more than likely. It's going to cause some destruction. So, so flying off the handle wasn't effective in the way that I was trying to lead. But as I've grown and as I've come to understand who I am, who Father is, how He sees me. See, before I had an unhealthy view of myself and an unhealthy view of Father. I was insecure in a lot of areas. And that insecurity came out in unhealthy ways toward others. So if we have an unhealthy view of ourselves and an unhealthy view of Father, it will most likely lead to unhealthy relationships in your life. It will lead to unhealthy things taking place in your attempt to lead others. And I began to realize how important it was for me to take accountability for my thoughts and my actions and my words and to lead my life in a healthy way so that that then could translate into leading others in a healthy way. Remember what Jesus said the greatest commandment was when they asked him. He said, love God with all your heart and soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. See, for many years, I didn't love myself. I didn't love the person that I was. I didn't love how I treated others. I didn't love the way I responded to situations. I didn't love the way I responded to adverse circumstances. <clears throat> and I still don't get it all right. But I can stand here today and say that I'm in a much healthier spot today because of 
allowing God to transform me through the renewing of my mind, through changing my mindset, changing my outlook, getting his perspective on things rather than the old perspective. And so as I've learned to love myself, as I've learned to, to open up and, and just be who I am, who God created me to be, and not pretend to be something I'm not, not get caught up in trying to, to make sure I'm approved by everyone, because guess what? You're never going to get that, right? <clears throat> we don't get caught up in trying to meet others' expectations of us. We can settle in what God says about us. And so when we learn to love ourselves, we can learn to love others the way God commanded us to do. <clears throat> but to see yourself as a leader, you have to think as a leader. Everything starts in our, in our thoughts. So you have, to, you have to awaken to that place of sonship and right standing with the Father. <clears throat> you have to be settled in that. You have to be settled and confident in what God says about you and who He says you are. With the proper proper mindset, we can begin to think like a leader and get some clarity on things. <clears throat> There's certain traits that go along with just about every, every leader. <clears throat> the first one being their ability to have a vision. So what, when it comes to you personally, what is, what is your dream? What is your calling? What is your purpose? Why do you feel like you're here? <clears throat> See, you must first think about that before it becomes a reality. You must get clarity on that before it can you be, can begin to pursue it. The American poet and uh, biographer Carl Sandburg said it this way, nothing happens unless it is first a dream. <clears throat> if you think about all the things that we have in, in our everyday lives, the vehicle you drove here in today, the, the cell phone you have, the, anything, you name it, the internet, the, the technology we have. Everything that goes on around us, every part of that, every aspect of that, started because somebody had a vision for it. Somebody had a thought that said, you wonder what would happen if, or wonder how we could do this. Or they looked at something and said, you know what? How can we do that better? How can we deliver mail better than getting it there a week later? 
Well, they come up with email, and you get it there two seconds later, right? But everything continues to grow and expand and, and get better. But that only happens because somebody had a vision for it. Somebody thought, you know, there's a, there's a better way to do that. <clears throat> See, everything that happens in the physical realm first happens in the spiritual realm. Now, a lot of people who have invented things and all those, you know, the crazy technology that we have, a lot of them probably won't acknowledge that it started in the spiritual realm, but it was God who gave them the thought to begin with. Amen? It was God who gave them the ability to look at something and say, there's a better way to do that. There's something that can be improved. There's something we can do differently. God, Only God gave man the ability to do that. God gave, we were created in His image, so guess what? He's the creator. Guess what we get to do? We get to create, right? That's what's happening. People are creating new and better ways of doing things. So by having our minds renewed, changing the way we think, the way we see God, the way we see ourselves, empowers us to think creatively. So ask yourself the question, what do you see yourself becoming? What's your vision for your life? What's one thing about yourself that you would like to be different? One thing that you, I think Travis Crispin always said, you know and you're knower, that you know deep down is not God's best right now in your life. What's that one thing? Begin to ask God to change your mindset about it. Ask Him to to show you a different way to think about it. Sometimes we get so conditioned to the way things are, we just accept them. Or we've been around something so long, it just kind of becomes a part of us. I heard a, a guy talking the other day about a woman who was born in Chicago, lived in Chicago her whole life, and when he went to visit her, he noticed she had a southern drawl. And he was like, how in the world, you've been in Chicago your whole life, how do you have this southern drawl when you speak? She said, well, when I was little, my aunts from Kentucky used to come and babysit me. And that's the way they talked. And they were around me so much that that's how I began to talk. And That's the way she talked the rest of her life. And it was so easy for her to be conditioned by her surroundings that she just carried that on through her unknowingly. You know, that's just the way she talked. That's the way she learned it. There wasn't anything wrong with it. But when it comes to our lives, there are certain things that we've just kind of picked up along the way that have caused us to have the wrong mindset about things. So ask Father to begin to show you those things maybe that need to change.
How can you see yourself differently in that area? Get a vision for what it would look like if things were different. I think I've heard Eric say this, what you focus on, you have more of. So if you focus on always being discouraged, never getting ahead or whatever, guess what? You're probably going to continue to be in that place of discouragement. But think about what things would look like differently and what things could be changed and how your mindset plays into that. The second thing most leaders have clearly defined are values. Of course, we could stand here and say some leaders have no values at all, right? (laughs) But most great leaders, most godly leaders, have clearly defined their values. What's important to me? What things line up with my vision, my purpose? What things are worth spending my time on? What things am I spending my time on that aren't contributing to my vision, that aren't of any value, real value? And they sort those things out. See, our values will determine how we treat people. If it's important for me to always look good or always be right, then guess what? I'm probably not going to treat people very kindly because I'm going to manipulate the situation in my favor all the time, whether I'm right or wrong. And that's not a good place to be in. That's not the, that's not a, a, the way a godly leader would lead. But if it's important for me to build others up, to encourage others, to see them as valuable as Father sees them, as Father sees each one of us, we all have value. We're all created in His image then I'll treat them the right way. So each of us as individuals has the opportunity to define our values, to determine what those values are, what's important to us. What are the standards and the principles and the code of conduct, if you will, that will shape our lives? So we have a vision, we understand our purpose, we understand what it is we're to be about, what it is we're to be uh, living out our life. We have values that go along with that vision. The next thing is we have venture. We begin to see ourselves venturing out in pursuit of that vision. Venturing out of our comfort zone, willing to take a risk, willing to change some things, willing to make, maybe make some hard decisions to make the necessary changes to, to get us out of maybe the rut that we're in. Begin to take charge of our lives so that we can pursue the calling and the purpose God has appointed for each one of us. 
when you begin to venture out, you might have to be willing to, to meet your fears and your doubts head on. That's why we need more and more of God's love to saturate us, right? To cast out those fears and those doubts. That way we're no longer more concerned about what others will think of us if something goes wrong as we venture out. Because isn't that what holds a lot of us back is what if it doesn't work out? Then what? What will people think? What will they say? We think that's more important than actually trusting God to say, God, you, I, know you've, I know you've told me to do this. Without a doubt, you've told me that this is what I'm to be about. And that has to become what's most important. And saying, God, I know you'll love me just as much if I succeed as much as, I, as if I fail at doing this. <clears throat> and so it doesn't matter. Those that make the biggest impact in the world are oftentimes those that are willing to think outside the box. How can, again, how can we do things differently? How can we do things better? <clears throat> those that are able to look at a situation and say, you know what, there's a better way to do that. There's, there's a better way to live life. There's a better way for my family to function. There's a better way for our community to function. Those are the questions leaders ask. Those are the questions you should be asking yourself. <clears throat> What's the better way that I can lead my life so that others can be impacted, so that I can make a difference in the, the lives of those around me? What's a better way I can lead in my family so that my family functions in a more healthy state? What's a better way for us to function in this community as hope community here? What's a better way for us to function here to reach those in, in need around us, to minister to those around us who, who are living in, in situations that, that are not God's best? So the question becomes, are we willing to venture out? You know, most of us got the part down of identifying the problem, right? It's a little tougher when you're asked to become part of the solution. That's where the rubber meets the road. <clears throat> it's easy to stand around and point fingers, well, if they just do this, this, and this then they wouldn't have that problem. But how can we come alongside someone and help be a part of the solution? When we get our own house in order, when we get our own lives, and we take responsibility and accountability for our own actions and our words, then we're in a much better position to come alongside that person and lead them in a healthy way. Because if they've got all this baggage going on in their lives... And you come alongside of them with all this baggage in your life. Guess what? You just got double the baggage to drag along, right? So let's deal with, let's deal with the baggage in our own lives. Let's let Father show us how to deal with that. 
and position us to be in a place to, to help lead others. The next thing that, that leaders look for is a vehicle. Not an actual vehicle like you drove here today, but if we think of a vehicle as what will, what will get us there, what will help us carry out our vision, what will help us carry out our purpose, what will help us accomplish what we want to accomplish, <clears throat> what is our strategy? Strategies take some time to develop a lot of times. And now, if you think of a, sp a sporting event and, a, and one team going against the other, they usually have a strategy of what they're going to do on offense or defense or what have you. <clears throat> and so a lot of times they don't have a lot of time in, to develop that, maybe a week to prepare that. But... For us individually, we should have a strategy for our lives. We should have a strategy for what our lives are going to look like. We should have a strategy for our families. We should have a strategy here as this family of Hope Community. What's our strategy? What's the vehicle we're going to use to reach the community? When you're developing that, it's okay to get input from others. It's okay to get advice <clears throat> read some books, listen to some podcasts, whatever it takes. I just say make sure you're reading and listening to things that line up with God's Word and line up with Him being a good God. <clears throat> And I think that's kind of where we're at here at, as, as a family at Hope Community. We're kind of in the process of developing our strategy. How are we going to reach this community around us? And as we're developing that, my hope is that as individuals, we're developing our own strategy personally for our lives to become stronger leaders in our homes and in our workplaces. And the last thing that most leaders think about as they're going through this whole process is victory. They have a glimpse of, of what things look like when everything has played out, when progress has been made. You know, before they invented the first iPhone, somebody had a vision of what that looked like and what all it was going to be able to do. And then, of course, it just, as we know, it just keeps expanding. The first, the first iPhone couldn't do all the things this one does. I don't think it had thumb or, you know, fingerprint recognition and didn't have near the camera capabilities and all that. But, but still, they, they, they had a vision. They understood what the end product was going to be before they ever started making it. So as you think about your life, and maybe those things that we talked about earlier, what's the one thing that you would like to see different? Begin to picture in your mind what it's going to be like when it is different. 
what it's going to be like when you're no longer dealing with whatever that thing is day after day and you've, you're walking in victory over it. Begin to replay that over and over in your mind. And be grateful and thank the Father that He's led you to a place of victory. <clears throat> and that may take some time. But think about each day. Think about the small wins. You know, teams go through a, through a regular season and they have a lot of wins, right? And they celebrate those wins. But they don't celebrate nearly as much as if they're able to win the final game, the championship, right? But before they ever get to that championship game and that win, they've already had a vision of what it's going to be like to stand on that stage and hoist that trophy, right? They're saying it's worth all these hours of hard work and sweat and blood and tears because they've got a vision of what it's going to be like to be champions at the end of the season. So whatever that thing is with you, get a vision for what it's going to be like to stand in that place of victory. <clears throat> now, if you maybe are older and you think, well, that ship has done sailed, or you can't teach an old dog new tricks, don't buy into that. <clears throat> it's never too late to change. It's never too late to experience more levels of freedom. It's never too late for you to experience victory. Even if you only have one day left, if you're able to experience victory and share that with one other person on your very last day, that person can be impacted for the rest of their life and carry on the victory that you were able to experience. So it's never too late to get started on this. And for those of you in the younger generation, hi Caleb, Cam, maybe your mind says that, oh, I've got plenty of time to, to figure all this out. I just want to be a kid. That's fine, and, and you should be just be a kid. We don't expect you to be anything more than that, but... It's never too early to start really considering what's my mindset about myself. What's my mindset toward God? What's my mindset toward others? And begin to ask yourself, where do I see myself being? Two years down the road, five years down the road, ten years down the road. Start to get that vision for your life. Start to understand why those passions and desires why you have certain gifts or abilities, start to tie all that together and say, how can I lead my life in such a way that I utilize all that God has given me to make an impact in the world around me? I think it all boils down to this. <clears throat> What do we expect our lives to be? What are we expecting? 
Great leaders don't expect mediocrity and don't accept mediocrity. Great leaders don't expect mediocrity and don't accept mediocrity. I think we all know what mediocre is, right? The definition is not very good. Well, that doesn't line up with what God said about you at creation, does it? What did he say about everything that he created? It is very good. <clears throat> See, great leaders expect excellence. Now bear with me. Great leaders expect excellence and don't accept anything less. Excellence is not to be confused with perfection. Excellence is simply giving and doing your very best. It doesn't mean you have to do it just as well as this person next to you. It means doing your very best with the right attitude and the right heart. It means not settling for mediocrity. I'm going to leave you with this quote from Les Brown. I don't know if any of you have heard of Les Brown. I've just started listening to him recently. He's got podcasts. But here's one of his quotes. You don't have to be great to get started. But you have to get started to be great. You don't have to be great to get started. But you have to get started to be great. How many of us have not started? Because we don't feel like we're qualified. So the question is, what are you going to commit to? Personally, what am I going to commit to? What am I going to be intentional about today? To open up and expand the gift of leadership that God has entrusted to me. That he has commissioned me with. What am I going to do with what talents and abilities that he's given me to lead my life in such a way that I can then lead others in a healthy way? That's the question God put on my heart. That's the question he's putting on your heart, what will you do to expand your ability to lead? Let's pray. Father, thank you for revealing more of who you are and who we are. You say that we were created in your image. And as such, we are to be those that would lead we are to be those that would that would govern the earth. That's what you said that that's why you created us. To govern the earth, to, to have authority here in the earth. To take dominion, to run things well. To increase your glory through our actions and our words. And so, Father, I thank you that each one that's here today and those that are listening begin to unlock that gift of leadership 
that they have in their lives. That they begin to think differently. They begin to see themselves differently. Begin to see you differently. In a way that allows them to tap into the leadership that's within them. I thank you that each one can, can have clarity of what their purpose, what their vision is for their lives. Who they're to be impacting and how they're to be doing it. I thank you, Lord, for this family, for this body here at Hope Community. I thank you that you show us how to lead in this community, how to lead change for families, for children, for government, whatever it is you want us to be involved with, Lord, how you want us to make an impact as we lead and as we, as we help others become all that they were created to be. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. We thank you, Father, for unleashing your power in us to step out, to venture out, venture out of our comfort zones, and to step into all that you have called us to do. We thank you for that. If you're here and you want prayer about something, you want us to pray and encourage you in something, we'd be glad to do that. If not, pray that you have an awesome week, that you walk in his favor and blessing because it's with you. Amen? Amen. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, check out our webpage. It's wearehopecommunity.com. Peruse some of the things that we got going on there. There's a blog, some more media. Um, there's a place to give if you would like to. Um, you can check out some other services that we have got. Um, but more importantly, we'd love to hear from you. And there's a place where you can just write a question, shoot us an email, whatever. We'd love to hear from you. You can also check out our Facebook page and our Instagram. Uh, you can connect to us, connect with us through those as well. But thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember that you are valuable beyond measure. <laughs>